Hi, everyone, and welcome to High Tea Hoops. I'm Skylar Smith, and you can catch me on the Bird app at the Duchess of Hoops. Hey, everyone, I'm Brian Boucher, and you can catch me across all social media, including Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, Skylar, at the Duke of Hoops. I'm working on it. We are so excited for our first series, the Casual UK Fan Guide to NBA Teams. In this series, we're going to be running through the 22 NBA teams competing in Orlando to help you decide who to root for in the bubble. We'll keep the statistics and game analysis a little bit light while focusing more on the stuff that makes fans fans, whether the team is winning or not. I unfortunately didn't have a ton of choice in my fanship. I grew up in a Pistons household in Michigan. But Brian, you moved around a lot growing up. You lived in L.A. You could have been a Lakers fan. You you lived in Indiana. You could have been a Pacers fan. But you committed to the Nuggets when you were living in Denver and you stuck with them. When you were a kid, what about the Nuggets made you think this is going to be my team forever? Well, the reason I'm such a big NBA fan is because I have lived across the states in a lot of different cities. So I've got to see a lot of different teams play. But I moved to Denver when I was seven, a little bit of a nerdy kid. And I wore these kind of like really long white tube socks that were not cool. And there was a player on the Nuggets, Bobby Jackson, Action Jackson, who wore these really long white tube socks as well when he played. And he made me feel a lot cooler. Uh, And that sealed the deal, made me a lifelong Denver Nuggets fan. Yes, that's the stuff we want. Being a fan of a team is about so much more than championships and rings, and that's what we're hoping to fill in here. We'll be touching on team personalities, beefs, nicknames, Premier League team equivalents, and more. We'll be starting from the bottom of the rankings, so bear with us with the Washington Wizards and making our way up to the Bucks at number one. You can check back every day, though, for a new episode. Let's spill the tea. Hey everyone, welcome back to High T Hoops. This is Brian Boucher. High T Hoops. This is Brian Boucher at the Duke of Hoops. And we also have Skylar Smith, the Duchess of Hoops. What's Hello. up? Hello. Let's talk Raptors. Skylar, I just want to note we're almost through. It's a grind. <sighs> Whoa. We appreciate all the listeners going on this 22 team journey with us. We're almost at the finish line here with some of the favorites. Peek behind the curtains here. This is the third podcast we're recording today. So if this one goes off the rails or if our commentary is awful this podcast, I'm sorry. Give us a break. All right. Let's go for some high level and then I'm going to ask for your take, Skylar. So Toronto Raptors, UK fan guide to NBA teams is what we are doing right now. The Raptors play in the Eastern Conference. They were founded in 1995. Thank God they have a shorter history than a lot of these other teams. (laughs) They were part of the expansion into Canada. Very exciting time in the Mm -hmm. NBA, along with the Vancouver Grizzlies, who are now the Memphis Grizzlies. Since the 2001 to 2002 season, the Raptors have been the only Canadian team based in the league after that Grizzly relocation. So, Skylar, thoughts on the Raptors? So, growing up, I just remember them having, like, really fun young players like Vince and Chris Bosh. And so, I was kind of always, like... I was kind of always like rooting for them from afar. Yeah. Um, And actually the last game I ever saw at the palace in Auburn Hills with the Pistons was against the Raptors and the Raptors brought like a huge contingent of fans with them. This was a, it was late in the season, but this was not a big game. It was probably still like mid to late season. It was like a weeknight It was not an important game. The Pistons were not good that season, (laughs) but they brought so many fans and those fans were in it the entire game. And so 
really how I've thought of them lately is just their fans are so insanely dedicated and I'm just yeah. kind of happy to see them getting rewarded lately. Yeah, agreed. And on the fact that the fans are so loyal in this expansion into Canada, which was a long time coming for the NBA, they had huge media. They had a very wealthy population, very rabid NBA fans, basketball fans. And yeah. it took them a while to figure out how to actually get into Canada, but uh, they got in in 1995. They had to shut down the gambling that was legal in Canada through the NBA. So there's a little spat around like, hey, we can't, you can't have Canadians wager on NBA games. So they had to work through that. Um, but this was a big expansion into another country for the NBA. And as we've seen over the last few decades, it was a really successful one because these fans are so amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this is, this is going to be a really – I just want to prep everyone – this might be England's team. This might be the UK's team. There are so many connections to the UK for this. To start off with, Toronto's in the Commonwealth. Canada's in the Commonwealth. Yep. So The only team. The only team. There's the UK Commonwealth connection. You can go to Canada pretty easily. Uh, going to Canada and talking to people about, oh, yeah, I just like applied online for a visa and go to the UK and how easy it is for people to pass back and forth mm-hmm. is so frustrating as someone that's from the United <laughs> States. But Toronto is a lovely city. A really great place, underrated a lot until yeah. the last few years. Yeah, Toronto's beautiful. It's got great food. There's a lot to do. I love Toronto. Great city. So if you go to games there, I, you know, I'm jealous. That's that's a really nice city to go into in a basketball uh, basketball culture. So let's go into history. As we talked about, 1998, Skylar, little baby Skylar's watching Vince Carter come in. Uh, this little is little one-year-old Skylar. Little one-year-old Skylar. Vince Carter comes in 1998 to join they already had tracy mcgrady but he was the youngest player in the nba he was 18 i can't even picture 18 year old tracy mcgrady he's been like 45 for as long as i can remember (laughs) at least Uh, the way he looks uh so yeah we had the vince carter tracy mcgrady era and this was a really good team after struggling for the first few years um they had a really exciting like you said all about dunks vince carter won that 2000 dunk contest maybe the most iconic dunk contest of all time and on the heels of, you know, that's what attracted a lot of new Canadian fans into the game of mm-hmm. basketball, even not just into supporting the Raptors, but into basketball was seeing Vince mm-hmm. Carter do these things. Yeah, they really couldn't have asked for like a better player to launch this team and launch the franchise in or launch the league in Canada. Cause it, he really was just so exciting. And it was such like a nice entry point for like casual and new fans. So Vince yeah. Carter, I'm sure, has had such an impact on Canadian basketball fans. Completely. And they set franchise league attendance records through the playoffs in 2000, 2001, 2002. So after some struggling you know, first years, the fans really bought in. Uh, they made it to the Eastern Conference semifinals and had their first series win in 2001, so made a big step there. So this was, you know, like we've talked about with a lot of other teams like the Magic and some of these expansion teams, that first seven to 10 years is really important. And they, with Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady, were able to kind of capture that fan base and kind of launch them as a franchise, which was cool to see. Yep. Then enters, very seamlessly, I love when they kind of, you know, the Celtics obviously had this annoyingly every decade, <laughs> but once Vince Carter left, they got Chris Bosh. So yep. 2006 to 2010 was the Chris Bosh era. I remember him being really exciting. I loved him in that Raptors jersey with his hair flying all around. Um, so this was a really fun team. He joined with Andrea Bargnani, which 
didn't turn out the way that a lot of people wanted it to. But Mm -mm. this was kind of a a fun Raptors team that kept them relevant as they transitioned a little bit out of, out of Vince Carter. And uh, it was a fun team that um, didn't perform all that well, but at least had a star player in Chris Bosch. Are you a Chris Bosch fan? Yeah, I like Chris Bosch. You know, we've talked in the past couple episodes, like Kyrie and Mello, how they looked so perfect in those uniforms. Chris Bosch is kind of similar, but it's just that he looks like a Raptor. Just literally yeah. looks like a raptor. <laughs> yeah, but yes, he does. That was a, that was a root. So I love that. Yeah, he he was a good fit for this team, and then he left to join the uh, the big three Miami Heat, which we have covered in a previous episode. Then after he leaves for the big three, we get the Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, Lowry, Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry. This is the third podcast, <laughs> people. We prepped you for this. Kyle Lowry, the bromance begins. Love these two, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's really My sad. It's really sad kind of how this went. So from 2013 to 2018, they get Damar and Lowry. Masai Ujiri comes in uh, for the, as the GM role. He was, at, he was for the Denver Nuggets, loved him on the Nuggets. He's one of the best GMs in the game. And yep. the Raptors just could never do it, Skylar. Every year. This was rough. Yeah, I mean, we talked about like all of the teams who went up against Jordan and lost, like this is just one of the teams who was kind of collateral damage from LeBron's dominance in the league. It's kind Every, of, it's just all of these teams went up against LeBron in the playoffs and couldn't take him on. They never, they could never beat him. It was just a running yeah. joke every year that the Cavs would meet the Raptors in their playoffs and the Raptors would lose every single time. And that the, yeah. you know, LeBron would never have an issue with them. I think they went down Oh, yeah. two, one year. Or they, they got down. I'm not exactly sure what the game split was. And LeBron was like, yeah, but it's just the Raptors. Like, who cares? That's <laughs> so insulting. So bad. Yeah. But it was true. They could never, they could never get through. Uh, and because of that, they, they fired head coach Dwayne Casey, who had just won coach of the year. So mm-hmm. they could not break through. Even though Dwayne Casey's a great coach, he couldn't get them over that, that go LeBron. Pistons. Yeah, go, go Pistons. They could not get over LeBron. And so they brought on Nick Nurse. Yep. Which we'll get into later. Nick Nurse is a very fun talking point for uh, British basketball fans. And they yep. completely reinvented this team. You know, DeRozan and Lowry were beloved in Toronto. They mm-hmm. uh, were a very good duo. But Ujiri wants to win a fucking championship, and they were mm-hmm. not doing it. So he got Kawhi Leonard, Danny Green, Marcus Gasol, built this team and got rid of a beloved player and he got roasted for that. There was a lot of mm-hmm. criticism and everyone kind of knew that Kawhi wanted out of the Spurs, that he wanted to go to LA, but he had another year on his contract. Everyone knew he was only going to stay at whatever team he went to for one year. And Ujiri had the confidence to take him and reinvent this team and say, you know what? One year of Kawhi to go for a finals run and go for a championship run is better than what we've been doing the last decade. Let's go for it. Mm-hmm. And they won. And it pays off. And it paid off. Unbelievable gamble because Kawhi did leave, but they brought a fucking championship to Toronto, to all of Canada, something yeah. that the Nuggets have never even gone to the finals, and the Raptors yeah. come in in 95 and win this. Uh, what were your reactions to this championship, Skylar? Because you know, we know we, we watched these all together. Um, yeah. And this was so fun. This was honestly 
my favorite NBA championship and my favorite NBA final series that I've watched in a long time. Yeah, me too. This kind of reinvigorated me as a basketball fan in a way that the NBA hadn't in a long time. Um, I just thought it was so special the way that Kawhi was only going to be there for a year and the way that you could just see that that team had gelled so well and they played together so well. Um, we actually watched those games. We watched some of the games. I don't know if it was the against final the Bucks. series. Yeah, it was against, against the, the Bucks. Bucks together in Vancouver. And because Toronto is the the only team in Canada – basically all of Canada was rooting for the Raptors. And yeah. so we were in Vancouver, which is really far from Toronto, like basically they, opposite ends. And they have and, a rivalry with other sports teams, with yes. hockey, with everything, but they came together, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and everyone in Vancouver was losing their mind for yeah. this Raptors team. You could just feel how special this championship was and how much it meant to Canada and to Canadian basketball fans. And yeah, it was just really special. And they ripped it off out of nowhere. You know, they did not yeah. have, there were no high expectations here. People, Kawhi was kind of hurt. You know, he was kind of playing on one leg. And they, you know, beating the Sixers, beating the Bucks, beating the, you know, there was a, a limited Warriors team. I think the Warriors healthy would beat anyone. But the Warriors have yeah. had really good injury luck the past few seasons. So they were bound to, you know, have something happen. And the Raptors take advantage. And that's exactly why Ujiri made that move. Because anything can happen when you have the best player on the floor. All hail Masai. Good job, Masai. Damn. So jealous. So he's so but good, good for Canada. Yeah. Uh, so to recap kind of this history, since their inception in 1995, the Raptors have made the playoffs 11 times. They've made it past the first round five times. Uh, and they've had a bunch of all-stars, Vince Carter, Antonio Davis, Chris Bosh, Tamar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry, Kawhi Leonard, Pascal Siakam, who I love. And they've won the finals. So for coming in 1995, this has been a pretty successful team and has represented an entire country on, you know, everything on their shoulders there. So this has been a pretty fun team and successful team historically. Yeah. I mean, we just talked the Clippers who have the <laughs> longest fucking history I've ever seen. And they don't even have like a title conference or a conference title to third episode of the day conference title to speak for. So this is really impressive. This is a really impressive team, and they've been really fun to watch. So I'm yeah. a big fan of the Raptors. Great feel-good story. I, I'm also a huge fan of when a, when a team comes in and wins, like, out of nowhere, like the Mavs yeah. or the Heat in 2006. You know, when they crop up out of these dynasties that will rip off, you know, four or five and six years, like the Warriors and Lakers. So this yeah. is a cool one. Yeah. All right. I'm going to pitch you this Premier League equivalent, Skylar. This one's a little bit of a stretch, but I like the, uh, I like the, the theory behind it. So – the Raptors, they are forever the Cinderella, always being beaten. Uh, LeBron continually takes them down. Didn't have a ton of success in the playoffs, but fight hard. Uh, they're a, a team team, as we've talked about. Um, they're pretty stable, consistent, and they came out of nowhere to win a championship. So I'm going to say this is Leicester City. I like this one, Brian. Good. I haven't. You've kind of hit a streak where I was just kind of, eh. I wasn't super into the past but, uh, but couple ones, but I like this one. Yeah, I think you're back. This I really like this one. The odds, obviously, for Leicester City winning were, were way less than the Raptors winning because they had Kawhi, but still similar. Yeah. Like No one expected the Raptors to win, especially with Giannis coming up as the MVP and the Golden State Warriors um, just winning every single game, but they rose out of nowhere and won, so they're the Leicester City. 
Yeah. And I think, I think you made a good point earlier when we were talking, um, like the, like Jamie Vardy is so synonymous with that team and Kawhi is so synonymous with that Raptors team. And yep. so, yeah, I just think it works. Leicester um, city fans, let us know if you yeah. adopt the Toronto Raptors as your And team. if you like that comparison or not, we love to hear. Yeah. It. Don't let us know if you uh, hate it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's go into the players, Skylar. Uh, they were 46-18 and 18 this year, second in the NBA Eastern Conference. So even though they lost Kawhi to the Clippers, like we just covered, I love that these are back-to-back, uh, they overperformed, and they are good. 46-18, and 18. can you believe that? No, this team was fully – I wouldn't say they were expected to fall apart once Kawhi left because they had a really solid team behind Kawhi but they definitely weren't expected to perform like this this season. So this is really impressive. And I've been really impressed with the way Siakam and Lowry have like stepped up in Kawhi's absence. So yeah, Yeah, this is great. It's amazing. No, I can't, you know, when you look at LeBron leaving or you look at some other players leaving teams, like even Kevin Durant uh, leaving OKC, when you lose your best player finals MVP, and then you can just seamlessly transition to the next season and be second in the Eastern Conference again and have someone like Siakam step up and start to lead the team in points, Kyle Lowry stepping up, and then their role players like Van Vliet and Norman Powell, uh, mm-hmm. even OG Ananobi. Like, it's pretty amazing how everyone stepped up. And maybe not too surprising because last season Kawhi did rest a lot and he had a lot of load management, and they mm-hmm. still were killing people. So, yeah, this is a yeah, fun a story too. Yeah, this is a fun story. Um, but let's go into starters. So Pascal Siakam, Kyle Lowry, OG Ananobi, Fred Van Vliet, Marcus Gasol, Serge Ibaka. Those are kind of the, the rotating starter cast. So there's mm-hmm. a lot here, Skylar. We like a lot of these players. Who are some of your mm-hmm. highlights? I love a lot of these players, yep. which I'm really happy because I feel like we've done a lot of podcasts lately where I've just been shitting on a lot of people. But <laughs> balance. I love a lot of these players. Um, Pascal Siakam, he's just, he's still so young and I see him flourishing so much and you, we really saw him take on a leadership role this year once Kawhi left. And so Mm -hmm. it's just been really cool to see him do that. Um, Kyle Lowry, my thick, thick king. Why is he so thick? It doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know why he is, but he is so thick. I love it. I love it. And he's just, he's got such a fun personality. I love Kyle Lowry. I use Kyle Lowry memes nonstop. Yep. Um, Fred Van Vliet, love him. Marcus Gasol, I've already talked about it on this podcast. I love him. Serge Ibaka, come on. Fit God, he's so funny. I'm so I love jealous Ibaka. of Serge. This is a queen of, queen of hoops. My wife loves Serge Ibaka. That she does. And I could not look any more different than Serge Ibaka. But... Serge Ibaka is, is like is. a model. I know. It's really annoying. And he cooks and he's cultured. He that's wears giant to, scarves. <laughs> yes, he does. I love Serge Ibaka. Other things to note for the starting cast, OG Ananobi, the only mm-hmm. British player in the NBA right now. Only? Yeah. I think he is. Uh, I think he's the only. A lot of Brits will say he only lived in, he was i think he was born in london only lived there for 4 years and then moved to the states but you got to take what you can get mm-hmm. so og ananobi again commonwealth uh country and city that the raptors are in and a british player technically on this team and he's 22 so yeah, he's, he's got a long career in front of him 
hopefully. And he's just so he's so athletic. It's insane. I'm excited to see him uh, really power through people in the in the restart in the playoffs. He's going to be a fun watch. Yeah. Uh, okay, their depth: Norman Powell, Pat McCaw, who was on the Warriors and then moved to the Raptors, so he's just a perennial champion. Terrence Davis, Chris Boucher, so love Chris Boucher, great last name. Rondé Hollis Jefferson. What do you think of these people, Skylar? I mean, this is a strong team. Yeah, I don't have much deep. to add here. They're Chris Boucher, deep. love him. Huge, like the longest arms I've ever seen other than Mo Bamba. <laughs> um, Norman Powell has really come on. Norman Powell is the big role player here. He's averaging over 16 points a game. Uh, so he's, he's a big contributor here to this team. Yeah, deep team. Deep, 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 deep team. Okay, let's go into my player equivalent. I hope you like this one. This one's a little – I, I kind of like this one. Okay. So, this is who I'm trying to – this is the comparison. Kyle Lowry, this is who I'm going for. So I'm looking for someone who is tenacious. Kyle Lowry is known for flopping and taking every charge he possibly can. <laughs> so just kind of a ferocious player. He's kind of – he's a point guard, so he's kind of that midfielder who's always like – causing shit to happen. He's the playmaker. He's creative because they lost so many years in a row to LeBron. And then he was able to come back and say, I'll show you and I'll, you know, I'm going to win this. I think in the actual game that clinched the finals for them, he opened up with like 15 straight points and really kind of showed all of his detractors that I am here to win. And so I'm going to compare him to LaCelso on Tottenham. Also a midfielder, kind of the point guard, great scorer, tenacious, ferocious tackler, uh, he's, he always is threading the needle and he's got a great dribble. He's tough. He kind of wants to show people. Uh, so I, I think this one is, this one's a good one. I like this one. I have one complaint. His butt's not big enough. Thick enough to be Kyle Lowry. (laughs) The main thing with Kyle Lowry that you need to capture is his thickness. There's literally not a footballer on earth. That's as thick as Kyle Lowry. I can't, I can't find one, not even a goalie. And if I'm you sure know one, one, if someone can find please, one, tweet us. Please, someone just tweet me thick footballers. Yes, please. I would love that. Let's start a thread of the thickest footballers that exist on this planet. Yeah. And then compare them to Kyle Lowry in every photo. I would love that. Yeah. All right, let's go on to the management of this team. Um, so this is, uh, it started from just a bunch of uh, popular, or not popular, but huge businesses from Canada. So this is the Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment is the uh, is kind of the operating group. They also own the Toronto Maple Leafs, the NHL team that's very popular. Rogers Communications is in there, Larry Tannenbaum. So uh, they have kind of the elite Canadian corporations in here. Management, as we've said, Masai Ujiri, uh, great GM has made some incredible moves. And then mm-hmm. here you go, Skylar. This is the pitch. Coach is Nick Nurse, who mm-hmm. coached in Europe and mostly in the BBL, the British Basketball League. He won two BBL championships, one with the Birmingham Bullets, one with the Manchester Giants, and he was two-time BBL Coach of the Year. Yeah. I mean, I think this is a no-brainer. You're a Toronto Raptors fan if you've been a Birmingham Bullets fan or a yep. Manchester Giants fan. I think this is the team for you. I think it's obvious. It's also, pretty... Nick Nurse is just, he's a great coach yeah. and his players seem to love him. So you really can't go wrong here. You've got a Commonwealth country, you've got a British basketball player, and you've got a British coach. He's not British, but yeah. a, a British, a BBL coach. 
who is known for being a tactician, always changing things on the fly, making in-game adjustments. He'll throw a box and one at you, which no NBA team does, or you know, a triangle two, or he does all these crazy mm-hmm. defensive formations, which is a big reason that they won the championship last year because other teams didn't adjust like he did. So Nick Nurse, great coach. Um, I want to back up to Masai for just a second. Um, right. We've talked about Masai. We love Masai. He's a great GM. Um, he's done great things for this team. Um, but at the same time, he's he's a black man in a GM position. And I can't remember if he's the only one or if he's one of very few. Um, but when the Raptors won that championship game, he was making his way down to the floor for the celebration and like the trophy presentation and security stopped him and wouldn't let him down and didn't believe him when he told yeah. them that he was the GM of the team. And so, you know, we just had that Clippers podcast where we were talking about how there need to be more women in these positions of power in these NBA teams. But, you know, we've got to get more more black people and more people of color in these positions as well. Yeah, that was an unfortunate moment in NBA history. Um, yeah. And luckily it was resolved pretty quickly, but then it had some repercussions later and ongoing. So, yeah, you, you just you hate to see it. Um, but again, yeah. Masai one of the best GMs, if not the best GM in the NBA right now. Yeah. All right, let's go to the fans. As, we, as we've talked about before, this is a very loyal fan base. Uh, mm-hmm. They, The Raptors represent an entire country here. So they are fifth out of 30 in attendance. So very popular high. team, very high. They rebranded with We the North, and they kind of all mm-hmm. rallied around this, and it was incredible branding. Uh, and they've enjoyed really consistent fan base throughout their history. Like the Vince Carter era really started it. And this has been a really successful team coming out of Canada, which the Grizzlies unfortunately struggled and moved to Memphis. But Toronto has really set the, the precedent for how a team can expand into the league and grow a really popular fan base. Yeah. These are two of my favorite celebrity fans, Skylar. We've got... They're, they're very extreme. Yes. One is Drake, obviously. Probably the most well-known NBA fan at this point. Uh, he is their official Spike global Lee? ambassador. Come on, don't give I know, Drake but Drake that. In the, Drake in popular culture right now, Spike Lee is still producing amazing films, so he's still relevant. But Drake, I think, has so much more of the younger generation's attention. Um, yeah. So he has kind of brought Toronto into the modern era as you know a cool team. He's one of the big reasons for it. Yeah, and it seems like, you know, I don't know that every NBA team – cough, cough, the Knicks would know how to handle someone like Drake being a super fan of their team. But it seems like the Raptors have done a really good job with kind of handling Drake and kind of like focusing yep. his energy. Um, they actually like employ Drake as yep. like a They've brand ambassador it. for the team. Yeah. And so they're like, they're giving him like access and stuff. They're letting him talk to the media after games. Yep. And, you know, he's, it's Drake. So he goes and he does things that are annoying and corny as fuck, but they're, they're all funny and people talk about them. So it, this has been great for the Raptors. It's brought so much attention to the Raptors. And it's great that they embrace the fans instead of kicking them out of their fucking arenas, Knicks, and not allowing them in. So this just shows yeah. if you have these super fans, embrace them, let them speak for you. It's, it's a big part of why people love the Raptors so much is because they embrace it. And yep. This next super fan, celebrity fan now, Nav Bhatia, he uh, is the first fan to ever receive a championship ring. 
I love this story. This was one of my favorite stories to come out of the NBA last year. Yeah, so this came about with them winning the finals. Uh, This is Nav's story. He moved to Canada in 1984. He was fleeing violent persecution of the Sikhs in India. And he he really struggled to find work as a mechanical engineer in Canada. So came in as a car salesman. He set a record for car sales in three months and he bought the fucking dealership two years later. And then he's been boss move from Nav Bhatia. And then he became an extremely successful owner of car dealerships in Canada. And he's now worth close to $50 million. He started a super fan foundation. He spends 300,000 every year sending kids to games. He's involved in the community. This is who you want supporting your team. And this is who you want to associate Mm -hmm. yourself with. This is why the Raptors have such a good pitch. Their fans are incredible. Yeah, so he became really famous during that playoffs run because he was just popping out. He was popping up in so many pictures, yeah. like courtside, and everyone kind of came to know him. It wasn't just like I think everyone kind of has their super fans for their team that just fans of that team know. Like literally every NBA fan knew about him and knew about yep. how much he loved the Raptors. So I loved this story. Yeah. So if you're joining this fan base, you're you're with a really fun crew. And like Skylar yeah. said, we were in a, in a pub in Vancouver watching them beat the Bucks, and it was amazing. So this is a fun crew to be a part of. I also talked about like how like Mo Bamba, the song, is like a draw for that team. Literally, Drake talks about the Raptors nonstop. Yeah, so like exactly. if you care about having like good hype songs for your team and you like Drake, then this is probably a good team for you. Yep. So that great segue to Beefs. Most of the beefs on this team are centered around Drake. So he's, he's doing it for the players. Him and Kendrick Perkins got into it at a Cavs playoff game in 2008 where they're just chirping back and forth. Drake does this a lot. It's a pretty consistent thing. So does Kendrick Perkins. So this does Kendrick surprising Perkins. surprising to none. No, this is a great matchup. Um, and then another fun rap one. Uh, you know, the Raptors traditionally hadn't been mentioned in much rap beforehand um, until yeah. Drake came around. So... In a, in a, in a, during the Rudy Gay era, uh, Wale, who is a popular rapper from D.C., uh, started going back and forth, and the Raptors announcer, Matt Devlin, took a shot at him and said, a well-known local rapper, when Wale is national, worldwide Very famous. famous. And he, this is what he said, I'm sure somebody on Twitter can tell me exactly if they've ever heard of Wale, Devlin said on air. Uh, before repping for Toronto's very own hip-hop prince, he's not Drake, that's for sure. So even Drake's getting into beef even when he's not involved. And then Wale tweeted at him and went, watch your mouth. So I just, I just love the hip hop culture around the Raptors and what Drake has brought to it on the beef side. Yeah. Drake was really great at like trolling the opposing fans with every series. So I remember like when they were playing the Warriors, he wore a Toronto Del Curry Jersey Yeah, and Del Curry like saw him and was like, it became a huge joke, but Drake had some like A plus trolling during that playoffs run. He would go and talk to the media and just go talk shit to like the media who is like asking serious questions of these NBA players. So yeah, great level of trolling coming from Aubrey. You love to see it. Uh, Let's go into some fun facts. I have two good ones for you, Skylar. One is when they were starting the team, uh, people were kind of in favor of bringing back the Huskies nickname. They kind of had a history of of NBA and basketball as the Huskies. But when they were trying to come up with that logo, they could not make it stand out from the Timberwolves. 
Mm-hmm. So they couldn't move forward with it. And so they did this nationwide contest uh, with over 2,000 entries and narrowed it down to the beavers, the bobcats, the dragons, the grizzlies, the hogs, the raptors, the scorpions, T-Rex, tarantulas, terriers, and towers. These are terrible names. Terrible names. And they ended up with the raptors because of Jurassic Park, which yeah. came out in 1993. So they wanted, to, they wanted to attract all the kids who loved Jurassic Park because they were going after that audience. So they had the raptors with a very similar logo from Jurassic Park. And that's why they went with it, which is hilarious because you're like, oh, they just copied a popular movie. So kids would like them. And it worked. And honestly, it worked because the Toronto, like the Toronto throwback jerseys with the Raptors on them are iconic. Like one of my favorite jerseys to ever exist in the NBA. Love it. And then just another fun one. When there was the expansion draft, uh, Toronto won a coin flip. And so they picked BJ Armstrong of Last Dance fame from the Chicago Bulls. (laughs) And he just refused to go. He just wouldn't go to the Raptors. So they had to trade him to Golden State. So BJ Armstrong, just, I don't know why people didn't want to go. Toronto and Canada was not as popular then. I think they would go now. It's much more, you know, a lot of people wanted out, including Vince Carter. Um, I would happily go to Canada right now. Happily go to Toronto. I think a lot of (laughs) players think that too. Okay. Let's go to likelihood to make the playoffs. They are a lock for the playoffs. 9% chance to make the finals, 2% chance to win the finals. So this team has a good shot. I feel like this is underrating them, honestly. A little bit. I mean, they're they're penalizing them for Kawhi leaving and the star power on the Bucks and everything. But you're right. They have showed that they can play. So I'm excited to see yeah. what they do once they actually hit the playoffs. Yeah. Close us out, Skylar. What is the – I mean, this is already a great pitch. But what is your final pitch on why someone should be a fan of the Raptors from the UK? Yeah, honestly, where to start? Um, there's so many positives with this team. Um, there's obviously the, all of the UK connections that I will let you run through because you are so much more well-versed in them. Um, it's just a really fun team branding wise. They've got a great community of fans. So you're joining a really fun group. Who's very dedicated. Um, you've got a really solid team right now who really recovered well from Kawhi leaving and has really stepped up and, has had a lot of young players really flourishing since Kawhi has left. You've got great management. You've got a great coach. I mean, what All else is things. there to say? This is such a fun team. And honestly, I would love to not be a Pistons fan and would love to be a Raptors fan, but I've committed to this life of misery. So Me too. I'm, I, I, in my heart, I want to be a Raptors fan. Same. And I really wish I could have been a Raptors fan before they won the championship, but – at least you have bad boys. You have so many errors in the Pistons, Skylar. I've got nothing. I've yeah. got I've got records for losses. Come on, Jokic, please come through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing to add there. We've gone through it. This is an incredible team. Uh, you do good to support them. Yeah. Do we have two left? We've got two left. Lakers, Jim. Bucks, let's do it. Lakers, Bucks, we got this, Skylar. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.